Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. Welcome back. This is a special episode, actually. Uh, we are doing an episode requested by our Patreon, Dan Lance. Thanks, Dan. Now, we appreciate it and we're excited. Now, he has recommended, he's a big movie buff. He's a big movie guy. He makes movies. Yeah, and, so um, he's into the movie. He knows the movies. So he wanted us to t- today to talk about why prequels in sequels just don't do as well as the original and why do one do better than the other now we've split this up i'm gonna go into the prequel and matt will go into the sequel and you know what let's just dive right into the notions of why the prequel in my opinion is the worst of the two yeah and why I, I agree i think it's i think it's completely obvious that prequels just don't live up to what they you know a movie makes us feel you know no, it's a shame. There's a problem. Just inherently, a prequel is a harder, like, is a harder sell than a sequel. Just because, by definition, it doesn't automatically feel like you're getting anything new. You're already living in the past of this genre, this storyline, and it's not like you're moving forward in the story. A sequel, you can start where you are and move forward, but a prequel, it doesn't matter how far you go back, you can never progress the story any further than where it was in the original because of this it's you come in with so many preconceived notions the ending always is a known outcome in many times you know what's going to happen because well in order for a the original to happen b the prequel has to do these things like i'll have so many prequel examples but Let's go into the movie that came out two years ago, Rogue One. Yeah, Star Wars is a, is a prime example, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> a whole cast of characters are brought into this world, and all of a sudden, they are, they well, spoilers, but they all die at the end. What? <laughs> but me going into it, I, I know, I personally, I was like, well, I know the Star Wars franchise pretty well, and anything new that comes out of this well, it just doesn't exist Mm -hmm. in what comes after. We go into these prequels with preconceived notions that just things won't happen. These, any annoying character or like any new character that you might like grow fond to, they're just gonna not exist. I mean, look at also Wolverine Origins, the whole hit squad, half of them disappear and they're never mentioned again because it's an origin story. You Mm -hmm. don't, you don't need them anymore. Han uh, Solo. That's what I was going to say. Your dad wanted us to talk about Solo. He said, this is this is what he said in the email. He said, overall, the movie was a bomb, but I mean, it was kind of a good movie. But was it a bomb because fans already knew he was going to die later on? Well, what do you think about that? The reason Solo did so poorly is because it was it was a movie for fan fanfare mm-hmm. that's what it was I w- it brings me into my next point that a lot of times these movies are for the fans and because they're easy to make and they know they will succeed if you're making a movie about Han Solo there's no reason people who like Star Wars and Han Solo are not going to see it yeah. but the thing is it's not yeah. going to add anything new to this universe and any new great characters we hear about 
are probably not going to exist. It's working with ex- existing details, right? Yes. And there's a lot of like backtracking. They do all the iconic moments of, oh, look, it's the Millenni- Millennium Falcon. Or, oh, the, look, the first time they meet Lando. Yeah. Or, oh, the Chewbacca. first. <laughs> Chewbacca. Yeah. Or where he gets his iconic pistol. It's all these things that make prequels, in a sense, they make them bad. It's because we have expectations of what comes next and anything that is created before it. It's not it's not adding new information to our world. Story potential is lost when the story has already been told. Right. Yes. And they're working with the extra details trying to pull from those early details as much of a story as they can out of it, right? That is correct. And also a lot of issues with this is prequels are, (laughs) they're normally made after the original comes out. And from a technical standpoint, a lot of these movies look monuments, miles further than anything that came before, like the original. We look at a movie like Prometheus, which is supposed to come before Aliens. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. It looks more high tech than Aliens itself. Yeah. So you then have to suspend your disbelief and think, oh, right, this movie takes place before everything. But in our eyes, if we can't do that, in reality, it looks like it's... It's a completely different thing. It, it doesn't, it's not cohesive together. They don't flow into each other. That's correct. I think the idea of, of pre- prequels flowing into the movie, it helps, but there's always a lack of flow. It seems like there's chop within those storylines, you know? Yeah, I mean, in comparison to, like, a sequel that I'm sure you'll get into later, a prequel, it can't go past the original. Otherwise, it's not a prequel. Yeah. But a sequel, it doesn't need to be, like, the day after the original or the month after. It can be years, centuries after the original movie Mm -hmm. because, well, it's a sequel. It furthers the story. While a prequel can't really do much the foundations are normally already laid out in the original. You don't need the prequel backstory. Mm-hmm. So it's more of just, it's for the money. It's not for the story. It's purely because it's easy. It's lazy. Yeah. And it makes a little bit of money until someone complains and a lot of people complain. And then, well, we don't do a prequel anymore. But I mean, they're still fun movies. I mean, there are great prequels out there. Like you said for Solo, there's no reason that Star Wars fans aren't going to go see the movie, which is an extremely good point because they want to know. They want every detail. It's it's the fanfare, right? Yeah. I mean, there's bad prequels. You have, I would say, pretty much all the Star Wars prequels. Little Mermaid 3 is a bad one. There's Minions. Uh, yeah, Minions is a prequel also. Wolf, yeah, Wolverine Origins, Prometheus. Like These are all origin movies that didn't like hit the level of the original. Mm-hmm. But then you have some great prequels as well. Many argue that Godfather 2 is one of the best prequels, as l- along with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's technically yeah, a prequel. that is a prequel. So you can do a prequel correctly, but sometimes it's it's not what you hope it ends up being. I think that's where a lot of... Um, the critic reviews are lost where there's expectations that aren't met. And it's a shame because movies are so good at their core when you have a good movie, but when something else comes on later, you're like, ah, shucks, are they just doing it for the money? 
Are they doing it to actually answer some open to question, you know, un- unanswered questions? Well, there's this whole universe that's already established. And it's hard to take away from what exists already to create this new film. So in a sense, you d- they just have to work with what they have. And normally what they have is, well, n- not really much. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can... In a sequel, you can add like characters that will don't die at the end because it because you know, they'll die later on or something. Yeah. They have to continue in the story. Yeah. But a prequel, it's like if I see any new character in a prequel, I'm like, oh, well, I wonder when they die because I know they're not in the original. They're never mentioned anywhere else in the story. And so you know it's gonna happen. Yeah, you, you can deduce that. Yeah. You know, process of deduction. You it, can figure out that it, person's definitely not gonna make it into the further the later movies. So it, it, like it cheapens it cheapens the suspense of the movie. That was mm-hmm. another thing I was reading while I was doing some research. That if you imagine like seeing these movies and you know what happens at the end, it's like how much suspense can you put in a movie that you know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like at the at the end of Rogue One, it's like, oh, no, I hope they get out of there in time. But you also know it's like, well, they're never mentioned again, and they probably die. So, yeah. 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 Or, like, in uh, in Wolverine, like... You, Origins, are you talking? Yeah, Wolverine Origins. Like, you know that, like, in the end, he, like, he runs away without his... Mem- like, that's just, like, part of the Wolverine mm-hmm. psyche, and, like, it's mentioned... So, like, you know, oh, when's it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's going to happen next? Oh, w- is Wolverine going to die right here? Because there's a moment that, like, if it was later, it would make sense that Wolverine would die right there. Yeah. But you know he's not. No. No. It was you just a, a whole, movie. You to have a sh- whole series after that. Yeah, it was just a movie to show where he gets his adamantium claws, and it was mm-hmm. it was fanfare. A lot Similar to Star Wars fans, of course, they're going to go see it. Fan, even if you know something's going to happen or they're not going to die, you want to see how it happens. You want to visualize it, which is the beautiful thing about movies because they visualize this whole the pre-story, you know, and, and they give you a premise. And to see it is a beautiful thing. To know it in your head is like one thing that makes it less attractive. To put them both together, not knowing something and then seeing it is like where the magic happens. That's where a film really excels. That's why as is movies no, no prequels no sequels are the best because it's a new concept introduced to you fresh in your brain it's fresh visuals with a fresh story yeah instead of fresh vis- visuals and a not so fresh story you know so now like when it comes down to the money though prequels generally do don't make as much as an original because mm-hmm. normally a lot of these movies are they're building on iconic films and it's hard to like break box office box office ref mm, box office records when a movie is just not as good as its original so that's why like at least disney when solo came out they got so concerned they're like well we're not just we're not doing any more prequels it may have made a lot of money but didn't make didn't make disney money mm-hmm. but i mean as always they're they may not be revolutionary or impactful movies, but there's lots of time they're still a good time. They're just more of a popcorn film than a film that you actually care about the story and want to see what happens next. Because, spoilers, you know what happens next. Spoiler, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. 
But that's what I have for prequels. And now we'll move on to sequels. Glorious. Oh, wait. Who, do, we have, do we have any Patreons that we need to shout out mid-episode? Mid we do, rule? actually. And let me pull up... Um, Everybody, we have two new patrons to shout out today. Um, very generous donors. We have Michael McMahon. Am I pronouncing that right? Michael McMahon. Michael. Michael. Michael thank, thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. Thank you for uh, doing it. It means a lot. He's a pin-wearing crew man. Is he a pin-wearing crew man? Pin, he's a pin man. He's, he's special. He's a special two-topper then. If you wear a pin every day, we only have a few of those. That we know of. I don't know. Maybe there's some other people. Um, Also, shout out to my girlfriend, Elena, for donating. Finally. Um, Thank you very much. Appreciate it. (laughs) Not that it's an obligation to support. Yeah, finally. Jeez, it's a a brutal (laughs) like that. (laughs) Thomas was harping on me. He was like, get get in the donors. We got to get this going. And finally, we're here and we're making things happen. I mean, after all, we're in the middle of our first... um, donor suggested topic which is a really cool thing yeah i mean we wouldn't be able to get here without the help of everyone involved exactly so we thank everyone and now moving on to the second half of our show or the second half of movies basically sequels we're talking sequels we just talk prequels then there's movies the the general as is and then we're moving on to the sequel so a sequel is a continuation of of a storyline here's a question is a sequel does a sequel have to be a continuation of the exact same story or d- can it be a continuation of a general premise of a story? Say like the Incredibles, they were fighting, um, what was the bad guy in the first one? The mo- Oh, they were fighting Syndrome. Syndrome. They were fighting him. Okay, he's defeated the sequel. They're fighting new villains. Same kind of similar ideas, you know? What do you think defines a, a good sequel? Is it a continuation of the exact same storyline, such as Transformers fighting the Decepticons? I think it's a continuation that advances characters further in their role. In I their think, role? Okay. Like, I think the Captain America and then the sequels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. move Captain America from, like, being the, like, the boy in the military to, like, then, like, dealing with problems larger than himself and, like, that struggle. Yeah. But it's a continuation of character development. Yes. Right. Okay. So um, we asked the question, do do you like sequels in general? I like sequels because a lot of times like a movie will end. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. What's next? You're like, come on. Part two. Give me a part two. So, yeah, there's part two is like hangover part two. There's um, here. Here is a question of mine. Deathly Hollows Part 1 and 2. It was one book. When they filmed the movie, they split it up into two sections. Is that considered a sequel to the f- Part 1, or is it just a continuation? I think it's a, I think it's a continuation. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go into the debate of continuations and sequels, I mean, uh, you, you have the original, which would be the first movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. And then you could say, oh, the sequel. Is the one that follows. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, we have movies such as the Fast and Furious series where there are many, many sequels, right? Multiple. Is there a sequel? Is there a trequel? Is there like, does it go on? Well, they, they lose quality as they go down the line. Am I right? Yeah. At some point, the ideas get burned out, right? Well, it reaches a point that the movie is no longer its original concept mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you have you have the first movie that comes out and it's like that is this new universe 
like Star Wars. Let's go Star Wars because Star Wars literally has it it's all. Perfect so. example, yeah. So you have Star Wars, and you can say the original movie was the New Hope, and then its sequel was Empire Strike Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. And that film, it's I'd say it's a can a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. And a I'm, much needed continuation because it doesn't fill out the whole entire premise, right? Yeah, but I would not say it's a part 2. No, no, it's a com- it's a completely it picks up at a different point, right? I would say that's the difference between like a part 1 and part 2 and a sequel. Mm-hmm. That like if you're doing part 1, part 2, like Back to the Future is a great example. Part 1 and 2. Yeah, okay. Part 1 and part 2 and part 3 you almost can put them end to end to end and they flow into all each other. The Incredibles flows into the second one. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different movie. It is. There are different characteristics that define it, such as character development. I think what makes a good sequel is that character development that flows from unanswered questions in the first film into the second film. Not that they have to answer those questions, but, you know, I remember after The Incredibles ended, like, yeah, there's a new villain that pops up at the end, like, oh, are we going to see it happen eventually? You kind of expect there to be a sequel, but it took years to do that, and we forgot about the other problems, but going to the theater and seeing Incredibles 2, like, wow, I forgot that they had to be relocated into a, um, like, a new identity, and you, like, forgot all those small details, and that's what makes a sequel pretty darn good when all those little details flow like i said there's movie flow now we asked the question what what's more popular well the incredibles 2 i just pulled up the um the box office um the first incredibles let's see the first incredibles was a 633 million dollar box office whereas the incredibles 2 was a 1.227 billion dollar box office the second one was a winner well, I think that you need to factor in. Incredibles has been out so long that a lot of its audience that Incredibles is for weren't really Incredibles watching age. When did, yeah, you're when right. did the original Incredibles come up? <sighs> the original Incredibles came out 2000, in um, 2004. Four. Four. That's old. I was. That's really. I six. was six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's kids who probably were in that theater who were not born when the first Incredibles came out. Yeah. So there's also the like home video DVD streaming services. That's where that bigger box office comes from. But also it makes it easier. Okay, there's different factors that we have to accommodate. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. also Incredibles became a cult classic over time. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't pick up. It's not initial release. It's like okay, it's like TV shows. They come out like yeah, a lot of people watch it, and then it picks up over time because people tell other people like you have to watch it. For movies, it's not like they disappear. Movies are like yeah, they sit, they sit for years to come, and you can always come back and watch that. So Incredibles is a prime example of a continuation. Um, some other honorable mentions: Shrek, Shrek Two. What what happens in Shrek Two? Do you remember it all? Shrek 2. We introduce a new character that's a, a very beloved character. Shrek 2, we introduce Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots. and yeah, the fairy godmother. Say. And I think, uh, is that the one that becomes human? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, in the first one, yeah, in the second one, Shrek becomes human. Fiona's human and ogre, but then they both have human. I haven't watched Shrek in a long time. I think I watched I forget what happens in Shrek, Shrek 3. Shrek three is um, is that um, Prin- um Prince Charming? 
I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. They're all a blur. I think they're good. They're they're fun movies. They're good continuations. I think there's an idea of serious continuations and fun continuations. Incredibles was half serious, half fun because like there were un, unanswered questions. Um, fun kind of continuations are like Shrek. Um, any superhero movie, like you said, the Captain America movies, Iron Man, Iron Man one, two, and three. You know, um, those movies. I don't know if I'd classify them as great movies. It's it's the superhero films like like X-Men almost make you feel like they're doing it for the money because they have a budget and they can try to do it again. And like you said, the fans are there's no reason they're not going to go see it because there's obviously curiosity. There's there's questions they want answered. There's images they want they want to see things happen. And what's weird about I would almost avoid the Marvel like franchise for this topic because the line gets skewed a lot. You may have Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, but then you have a movie like Civil War, which is a Captain America movie, but it's very much about Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. also, I think, I wasn't sure if you were going to mention it, movies like Blade Runner, going from an original that came out a while way, back, way back yeah. and then a new movie coming out in 2048. Like remodeled, yeah. And like that's technically a sequel. And I feel like that's a much bigger sequel to an original movie than, like, Iron Man 1 is to Iron Man 2. Yeah, yeah. But I assume... So what did you get box office-wise when it comes to some of these movies? Because I found I found a chart while I was looking up oh, yeah. stuff. Let me see if I can bring it back up. But it was... I want to I wanna continue your thought while you pull that up of... Um, Blade, Blade Runner, right? Were you talking about the idea of um, a lot of sequels that have the worst reviews are where they try to make the CGI crazier after the first one because people are like, like the Matrix, like, oh man, the the CGI was sick for the time, and then you get another movie and they try to do it again and they can't execute the same way they did in the first one because people are kind of maybe there's that expectation that it has great CGI and then when they provide that CGI, if it's not great, it's it automatically dive bombs. What do you think about that? I think The Matrix is a perfect example of them trying to push it further and further and further and then things not panning out the way they wanted it mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. Because it's the constant advancing of, well, newer technology, especially with the Matrix. They were yeah. like, oh, well, we did bullet time for the first time, and that was wild. Let's just do all the crazy things we can think of in the meantime. Yeah. And yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get, see if it works. We'll see if it hits home with fans. You get Matrix yeah. reloaded afterwards, and then that speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah. But here's our chart. Yeah, what's this chart? Okay, so we all these movies are adjusted for inflation. So we have... Let's talk Fast and Furious. The first Fast and Furious movie, 2001, 20, uh, $220 million at the box office. I, good. I good, believe, yeah. yeah, it's in millions. But the most recent movie, uh, The Fate of the Furious, half that, $107. Yeah, and I- I mean, billion, uh, million million dollars. Million dollars, yeah. Still a lot of money, doesn't compare to the first one. But it kind of like, it kind of goes in an arc. Like the best movie though is Furious 7. Mm-hmm. But 
just some of these movies like so people do agree that the first one isn't the best one later on it's not just because of special effects it's because of storyline right because there is potential to make a storyline better later on right yeah and i mean there's these, always that potential these things have to move forward mm-hmm. like the captain america series each one had another improved on the last yeah it starts at 192 million dollars to 269 million to 404 million dollars pretty steady increase there yeah but then you have movies like star wars which is all over the place with the highest one being the original making 1.2 billion dollars in the box office yeah that's that's awesome (laughs) but then the one the movie that came out about empire strikes back right after half half of that yeah okay and then Return of the Jedi a little more. Episode one made more money than Return of the Jedi, but that's, I assume, was the hype of it coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then it drops back down, and it only goes back up when The Force Awakens. And Yeah, what, it's funny you can picture that trend because people are excited that it's coming back. It's that anticipation. But then it drops off again. Yeah. Well, here's another great example. Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. That Yeah. Jurassic the Park, one. the first one, tons of money. $745 yeah. million. Dollars. And but the second, um, one? <laughs> second one, uh, four hundred million. The uh, one after, two hundred million. So it's a steady decrease. But then we get yeah. to Jurassic World, the modern movie, and that's up, right? It brings it back up. Yeah, six hundred, six hundred and eighty million dollars. They put a lot of marketing into that movie. I remember, a lot of branding stuff going on. Does that help a sequel? Does it? Do they over anticipate movie hype? You know, I think. It does can, factor in. Can they bring it back even if the movie is a bomb movie and it's no good? Can would, they make it seem better than it is because it's a continuation? I think that's one thing that sequels have going for it because even if it's a crappy movie, like it's what comes next. So people still want to see it. It's linked to something that has a reputation. It's like you're you're a nerdy kid, but you're hanging out with the cool kid. The The first movie is really good. Second movie is not as good, but it's it's a continuation and it's, and it, whether you like it or not, it's part of the first movie, right? Yeah. I mean, but looking at this chart, you can really see it really depends on the series. It's your hit or miss. If you look at Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings improves on every single movie, making more and more than the previous. Captain America, as we said earlier, is the same. So it is possible for this to happen. It's just, well, <laughs> it really depends if doesn't mean it's a sequel doesn't mean they get a free pass it still has to be a good movie that continues the story of what's happening otherwise a sequel can hurt what comes after mm-hmm. like if you're trying to make a series and the second movie is terrible it's like it's going to lose all the momentum a it's lot about of harnessing times, momentum right? i believe it was uh the Di- divergent series mm-hmm. had uh, diver- i don't i i'm sick of teen dystopian movies so i care less <laughs> um but <laughs> that's I think, a good way to put it yeah i think too. it went uh divergent insurgent and there's supposed to be a third one they were working on a third one but the second one did so bad that they just didn't yeah. do it yeah because a, a lot of times they push like sequels but a a bad a bad sequel will hurt anything that comes after and can many times kill a franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have to be careful with the sequels. It's got to be something that's true to the original and adding something new to the story. Otherwise, what's the point? It's not, it's just as bad as a prequel, I'd say. I'm looking at the Hunger Games right now. The whole Hunger Game. I guess you call it a trilogy. There's a part one and two for um, 
What's it, Mockingjay? Well, yeah, because Another that's idea. also because if, if I mean, look at Harry Potter and Mockingjay. Yeah. And here's what happens. When you have a movie that the first movie comes out is a hit, it's a classic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at that point, it's just printing money. Yeah, yeah. The first Harry Potter was so different. It was like, wow, magical. It's after this book. But there is a book series. So people are like, okay, it can follow the book series. We can read the books as we watch the movies. That definitely supported Harry Potter in a way, right? Yeah. The the books for Hunger Games, the Hunger Games trilogy. Yeah, you read the books, you see the movie, you expect... You see Hunger Games, the first movie, you read the book, you read the second book, and you're like, okay, where's the second movie? Obviously, it's coming out, you know? It's kind of expectation, and you want to see visualized books, right? And that helps. Yeah, and an issue as well is when you have a movie that's coming out with with a book, look at The Hobbit. The Hobbit was one book. It Mm -hmm. was like a short story, and they turned it into a four-part movie. Yeah. Three-part movie. The last Hobbit movie was one movie. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's not part of the original. But that's another thing of it didn't have to be three movies long. If you can fit it in one book, you can fit it in one movie. Yeah. <laughs> they really stretch some details out. Epic journey. You know, they're notoriously long, right? I mean, if you have such an epic film like recent film, Infinity War, Avengers, mm-hmm. like I understand why you need to make a movie that long. But now... I feel like this fits in. We have a sequel coming out, Infinity Wars Part 2, which will be a continuation of the story. But then we also have uh, Captain Marvel coming out, which yeah. is technically a prequel to this universe. They keep coming, Thomas. What does that tell us? Well, I found out they're doing 10 more years of this. So, 10 more years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. I mean, wow. some is con- it a contract that they hit? It's, I think it's just Feige, Feige's plan. But yeah. I know contracts have ended, so people are going to get switched out. Yeah. But who knows? Let's see what happens. People are still going to see movies no matter what. Point S- is, right? Because S- they're curious. The superhero movie is in right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, every- we've had so many in the past, say, three years. I mean, so many. They're great stories in a time like this. For everybody wants to watch. So I think the prequel and the sequel debate kind of gets summed up with this prequels suck sequels can be good can be good <laughs> they have to hit points that fans like they have to be a tasteful continuation right yeah not just like a, a bunch of like callbacks to the original trying to yeah i was gonna say forward. one of the things that hurts sequels the most is repetition such as um hangover 2 perfect example of they're trying to repeat the same jokes even in the movie they're like oh, it happened again, those type of things. They're like, okay, fans know that. Yeah, some fans think it's really funny. Some fans are going to be like, okay, we already saw the first one, so what? Like, move on. I also think- Comedy uh, movies. That's It's hard to make comedy sequels. Sequels also are hard. Most of the times it's not bad, but they're hard to watch. If it's a, a good sequel, you can just jump right into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a bad sequel, it's like- oh, well, you didn't watch the movie before because that's all we're talking about in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I have to watch all these movies to understand? But that's my opinion. I, I want to say maybe I'm a little – I want to know what it's like to be a kid who 
was born after the first Incredibles came out, but was able to understand the second Incredibles and then to go back and watch the original Incredibles. Is that like a vintage movie going back to the original Incredibles that both you and I know as the original Incredibles? Well, I want to do that with Blade Runner because I was hearing things like you can watch the most recent Blade Runner and go back and watch the other one. And it's still kind of it kind of works. It kind of works. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's something I'll, I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what we have for... Yeah, it was a good discussion about prequels, movies, and then the sequels, what follows. I want to go watch a movie now. Yeah, I want to go watch Blade Runner. I want to watch Blade Runner. The new and then the old. That would be great. There's some movies on my list right now that I need to go watch. I actually just started a new movie list because there's a there are a ton of movies that I haven't watched. I just finished some TV shows... But movies are where it's at. Oh, especially t- it's like movie watching season too. It is movie watching season, and TV shows can be a whole other topic. But for now, sequels and prequels—that's our two thoughts. You can like it, or you can hate it. They're gonna exist no matter what. Like you said, ten more years of the the Marvel universe superhero movies, right? Yeah. So for now, <laughs> this was two top, and this was a um, patron patron topic episode yeah yeah and i hope everybody enjoyed and i hope dad and i hope you got the information you're looking for out of this and hey we'll see you next time yeah for another two topics see ya see ya this was two top an independently created and run podcast created by thomas lance and matt berg and produced by thomas lance Two Top is currently a non-funded project recorded weekly. For general inquiries or feedback, contact us at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and join us next week for another Two Topics.